now. Something right now. Okay, it is. Check one, check. A mouthful of chocolate. Very good. It's 306 and the recording Testing. has been Check one. Thank you so much. I'd like to call the meeting to order. This is the meeting of the Visual Arts Committee for Wednesday, December 13th. Call the roll. And yes, I'd like to call Ferris here. Uh, Commissioner Beltran here. Commissioner Hakimi is not here. Commissioner Liu is not here. Commissioner McCoy is not here yet, but is on our way. Commissioner Musley here. And Com Commissioner Schneer here. And Commissioner Beltran, I think I did I skip you. I'm sorry. No, but I did. Okay, we got everybody. You can call me twice. Yeah. Oh, and here's Hakimi right now. So here. Thanks. <laughs> <All right. laughs> So it is just a uh, commissioner Lou and then commissioner McCoy who's not here yet. All right, I'd like to ask for any agenda changes. And I, sorry, I forgot to read this, the staff. Oh, what happened to your staff? Um, staff from the arts commission that is here attending the meeting today is Mary Chu. Uh, Craig Corpa and Tara Peterson. Um, and no agenda changes that I know of. Okay, great. All right, with that, I would like to begin the meeting. I would like to welcome everyone, um, all persons interested in this meeting, to attend in person at 401 Van Ness Avenue, Suite 125. This meeting is being streamed on WebEx. While this technology grants us to better, better accessibility for individuals listening to the meeting remotely, please be mindful that tech-related difficulties may recur, which could contribute to the gaps and delays as staff transitions the technology. Please know that we are doing our best and ask for your patience. I want to remind us of the policies and procedures for the public meetings. At this meeting, we are bound to follow the structure of our agenda and adhere to the best practices set out in the Good Government Guide. At every public meeting, there's an opportunity for general public comment where members may com comment on any item pertaining to this body. Public comment will be taken in person with remote access provided for those who require an ADA accommodation. Respectfully, we ask that you keep your public comment on topic. Each public comment is limited to three minutes. Please understand that the committee does not contribute dialogue towards public comments. Each comment will be documented for public record. The ringing and use of cell phones, pagers, and similar, similar sound producing electronic devices are prohibited at this meeting. The chair may order the removal from the meeting room of any person responsible for the ringing or use of a cell phone, pager, or other similar sound, similar sound producing electronic device. I will now turn it over to our program associate, Tara Peterson, for public comments. For members of the public, uh, Join in person who wish to comment on agenda items. Once you're called on, you will be asked to voice your comment at the podium. You will see blank public comment cards located near the podium. You're recommended but not required to fill out this card, which will be included in the minutes. I will start your three minutes when you speak using a visual timer. You will also receive a 30 second audible warning. Warning, when your time is up, I will say your time is up. Participants who wish to speak on other agenda items may listen for the next public comment opportunity. Anyone who speaks during a public comment period at today's meeting 
can send a summary of the comments to be included in the minutes if it is 150 words or less to craig.corpra at sfgov.org. The summary may be rejected if it exceeds the prescribed word limit or is not an accurate summary of the speaker's comments. Persons attending the meeting and those unable to attend may submit written comments regarding the subject of the meeting. Such comments will be made part of the official public record and will be brought to the attention of the committee. Written comments should be submitted to Arts Commission staff via email to craig.corpra at sfgov.org by 5 p.m. before the date of the meeting to ensure comments are shared with commissioners ahead of the meeting. Please note that names and addresses included in these submittals will become part of the public record. Submittals may be made anonymously. Written public comments submitted to SFAC staff will not be read aloud during the meeting. Communications received after 5 p.m. before the date of the meeting may be delivered to SFAC staff and will be shared with the commissioners. If you need to request a reasonable accommodation under the ADA or need to request language assistance, you may contact the program associate Craig Corpora at least 48 hours in advance of the meeting at craig.corpora at sfgov.org. Our office will make every effort to accommodate all requests. Uh, Commissioner Ferris, please begin the meeting when you're ready. Thanks, Tara. I would like to start the meeting by reading our land acknowledgement statement. San Francisco Arts Commission acknowledges that we are on the unceded ancestral homeland of the Rame Tushaloni, who are the original inhabitants of the San Francisco Peninsula. As the indigenous stewards of this land and in accordance with their traditions, Rame Tushaloni have never ceded, lost, nor forgotten their responsibilities as the caretakers of this place, as well as for all peoples who reside in their traditional territory. As guests, we recognize we benefit from living and working on their tra traditional homeland. We wish to pay our respects by acknowledging the ancestors, elders, and relatives of the Rame Tush community and by affirming their sovereign rights as First Peoples. As a department dedicated to promoting a diverse and equitable arts and culture environment in San Francisco, we are committed to supporting the traditional and contemporary evolution of the American Indian community. I'd like to call item number two. Item number two is general public comment. This item is to allow members of the public to comment generally on matters within the commission's purview, as well as to suggest new agenda items for the commission's consideration. I'd like to call for public comment. Is there any public comment on item number two, general public comment? For those joining in person, please proceed to the public comment podium and fill out the public comment information card. We are currently on item two. As a reminder, your time will start when you begin speaking. You will see a visual timer and receive a 30 second audible warning before your time concludes. I'm requesting comments from those who are in person. Is there anyone who'd like to make public comment on the current agenda items? And there is no public in person, so we can move on. Um, Chair Ferris, yes. I apologize. Um, I missed the call about agenda items and I have to um, report that I have a conflict with agenda item number four on the consent calendar. 2530 18th Street is a block and a half from my house. Um, so I'll have to recuse myself. It seems like multiple public art projects are taking place in my neighborhood. Which is thank <laughs> you, Commissioner Beltran. We will make note that you will recuse for item number four. All right, then I would like to move forward. General public comment closed. Yeah, general public comment is closed. You can call the next item. Great, thanks, Tara. All right, let's call item number three. Item number three is the consent calendar. 
I would like to ask, is there any commissioner uh, withdrawals or recusals from item number three? Seeing none, we will now take all consent calendar items. Um, calling for any commissioner discussion or questions. Seeing none, I'd like to call for public comment. Is there any public comment on number three, the consent calendar? For those joining in person, please proceed to the public comment podium and fill out the public comment information card. We're currently on item three. As a reminder, your time will start when you begin speaking. You'll see a visual timer and receive a 30 second audible warning before your time concludes. And there is no public in person. So public comment is closed. All right, thanks Tara. I'd like to remind commissioners to say your name after you respond to the motion and I'd like to ask for a motion. Commissioner Beltran, so move. Commissioner Schneer, second. Thank you commissioners. All those in favor say aye. 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 All opposed say nay. This motion passes unanimously. So item four and so calling item number four and Commissioner Beltran is recusing. So we'll give her a second to step out. She come back. Here she is. Anything else? Unmute. So. All right. Now that um yeah. I'm just wanna um Molly Casey, can you hear us? Yes, I can hear you. Can you hear me? Yes. Okay. okay. One second. Go ahead. Oh, and I can start my video as well. I apologize. All right. Great. Now we are calling item number four. Item number four is the 2530 18th Street. We have discussion and possible actions. First, to approve the design of the artwork Horizon Effect by Design Girl Magic to be installed at 2530 18th Street. The artwork is funded by MOHCD. Mercy Housing will be responsible for ongoing maintenance. The work will not become a part of the civic art collection. Next, we have a discussion and possible action to approve the design of the artwork and embrace Un Ambrazo by Leah Tumer Tumerman to be installed at 2530 18th Street. The artwork is funded by MOHCD. Mercy Housing will be responsible for the ongoing maintenance. The work will not become a part of the civic art collection. Next, a discussion and possible action to approve the design of the artwork Growing Together, Creciendo Juntos by Design Girl Magic to be installed at 2530 18th Street. The artwork is funded by MOHCD. Mercy Housing will be responsible for ongoing maintenance. The work will not become a part of the Civic Art Collection. I'd like to introduce Chief Curator of Nine Dot Arts, Molly Casey, right. to present the item. Molly? Hi, thank you so much. And just one correction. The third um, art piece is actually by another mural by Leah Tumerman. So just a correction there. It's not Design Girl Magic. They just have one piece in the in the project. But we'll go ahead and get started and I'll walk you through the project real quickly. Um, if you don't mind going to the next slide. Um, so this is just a quick brief about Mercy Housing and the Homeless Prenatal Program. I'm not sure how familiar everyone is, but basically they're partnering together. Mercy Housing is the developer and the homeless prenatal program as the tenant in an expansion of the current homeless prenatal program building, um, which is at the corner of 18th and Portrero Avenue. Um, and it's going to include housing, office space, and supportive services um, for the homeless prenatal program. So we can move to the next page. 
Uh, this is just an example of the existing site conditions on the right hand side, the existing homeless prenatal um, program offices, and then the site to the left is actually where the new campus will be built. So this building will be torn down and Mercy Housing will uh, build the adjacent building. And then this is actually going to connect the two buildings together. We can move on to the next. Thank you. So in the process that we went through with Mercy Housing and HPP, um, we actually did a visioning session and dug deep into the brands of both. Um, groups and we whittled it down to essentially an art goal for what we wanted to accomplish as well as selection criteria. And then we were able to put this out to RFQ for the community at large, as well as invite um, artists that we were interested in working with uh, to submit uh, any of their uh, qualifications. And then um, ultimately we ended up choosing certain folks to do proposals based off of their qualifications. Um, so these were th these were our guiding principles for how we were going to select the artwork. And we can move on to the next. Um, so this is the first piece that we talked about. This is the piece by Design Girl Magic. This is a rendering of what it would look like in the space. Um, it is a large butterfly outline mural that will have um, dynamic pieces that are actually integrated into the work um, that are a combination of dichroic acrylic um, hanging and also um, adhered to the wall to create really great light effects in the space. This is the main stairwell for families in the area. And there's actually going to be um, a slide, which is really fun. You can see just this little tiny person at the tip of the butterfly's wing. Um, there's a slide to get down to the first level there. So a wonderful place for children to be able to interact with the light um, pouring in from the street side window which is over to the right-hand side. So the public will be able to see all of this through this giant window. Let me move on to the next. Um, this is just an example of the rendering. This is location number two in our plan. Um, location one was eliminated to afford more funds for the other more prominent locations. Um, so you can see that prominent wall where we've got Design Girl Magic's installation going that would take up essentially the majority of that wall um, as you walk up uh, the street there. And we can move on. Thank you. Uh, Leah Tumerman, um, this is actually for location three. This is at the top of the buildings on the back side. Um, and there is a, a property behind here. And so we wanted to make sure we weren't just building a building and ignoring the folks who are going to have to start looking at the back side of a building. So this is Un Umbrazo um, by Leah Tumerman. These two hands, um, the HPP and Mercy Housing were really enthralled with the way that these feel like one, a hug, but also the um, sort of hugging of a, a woman's pregnant belly or a, a person's, excuse me, uh, pregnant belly. So we can move to the next slide and you can see that in more of a rendering view. So that's location three at the back side of the building. So all of the folks that are going to have this new view have artwork to look at. And then finally, we can move on to location four. Um, also by Leah, we wanted to have these two sides of the building speak to each other. So she put together um, the first piece on the left, and you'll see this sort of like large brownish purplish uh, chunk of color, color block in the middle there. That's actually showing what the where the building will interject. Um, there's a very interesting architectural feature where the building feels like it's being wrapped by a blanket. 
Um, so the mural will be um, intersected by that. This will be up higher. And then down at street level, um, she actually is proposing to do this piece, the community garden piece. And all the pieces that you see that are drawn in here that look almost like a little uh, sketch of plant uh, flora, um, that is actually all going to be inspired by the community. So she's going to have a community day with the homeless prenatal program um, attendance, and they are going to create these different pieces. And then she's going to incorporate that into the mural. So they'll have um, their own work being reflected in the public art. And move on to the last slide, and that will show you here. You can see up top where this, the building, the, the big hug or the blanket intersects the mural up top. Um, and this actually, this side of the building faces the existing HPP building. So they'll have um, something to look at as well. And then um, the other piece actually faces out to the street just before you get to Design Girl Magic's um, interior piece. So quite a bit of public art happening in this new um, area, um, all by um, local artists. So I will go ahead and open it up for questions if anyone has any um, any comments or questions for me? Thank you so much for that presentation, Molly. It's going to be beautiful. Really excited about this project. Yeah. Um, and I would also like to uh, welcome Commissioner McCoy, who just joined the meeting as well. Hi. Um, so I would like to check with commissioners if we have any questions or discussion or any questions for Molly. Uh, this is Commissioner Schneer. Uh, Molly, I'm curious, um, what are the uh, building materials where the uh, different uh, art projects are going to be on the on the outside? On Inside. the outside? Yes. The outside is going to be a smooth stucco where the murals will be going. So the artists will have an ease of ability to paint on. Um, we're trying to make sure that that's a very smooth stucco surface, but essentially it's a stucco. And do you know what the other materials like around it uh, of the building, oh, you know, obviously glass, but is it all going to be stucco or I've, are there other uh, materials that you know of? Um, as of now, what I'm aware of is just the stucco. And then there is going to be a lot of um, like metal work around the um, little balconies that you see in here, as well as around all of the uh, window mullions. Okay. Great, thank you. I just wanted to know in terms of reflections and shadows and all that kind of stuff. That's what I was asking. Thank Definitely you. Definitely great question. And just to reassure you as well, the architects have been an integral part of all of this selection process as well and into the interior as well, making sure that we have really good surfaces and nothing's competing um, architecturally with the works. Great, thank you. Thank you, Commissioner. And I had a question, Molly, uh, looking at the slide that we have up right now in the upper uh, left corner, uh, which shows that block of color that is, as you described, the blanket that will be going around the building. Um, is the mural that is depicted in the upper left corner going on the side of the building where that arrow is? Yes, exactly. So it'll basically be where you see the little heads of the people. Those will be up on the upper left hand side here. I mean, they'll be taking up that entirety of the wall. And then down below, you'll have just a little bit of the sliver of these, the pieces where their hands are kind of coming, coming together. So it'll be that entirety of the wall, but we'll skip the blanket part. So it'll look like it's sort of being, they'll, they'll look like they're being wrapped by the blanket as well, essentially. Okay, great. And then I guess my final question, the section that's below the blanket, um, 
I'm guessing that's that short because of where the other building is meeting. Um, the two buildings are meeting. Is that right? And so that section will just poke out a little bit um, in what looks like the darker gray area at the very top. Very top. Did that make sense? Not well, not quite. Um, well, where the buildings come together, so where the smaller mural will be located facing the street, that area is actually turning into an outdoor garden space that'll actually connect the two buildings where all of the residents can convene and have a safe space to feel like they can let the kids play. So um, the top of that lower mural is essentially the top, the beginning of the plane that then um, interjects between the two buildings. Um, so it will only reach to the very top of where that um, that lighter gray uh, intercepts. So one of these will be on the plane facing the street and the other one will be on the plane facing the other building. So it's not all flat on one plane. Does that, did I answer your question? Um, yes and no. So yeah, I understand what the flower um, mural part will be kind of where the door is um, yeah. on the front facing of the building. And then, I mean, more of the smaller section that's below the blanket on the uh, oh. upper left, is that gonna be <clears throat> kind of right above where the two buildings meet or will that be below kind of above where the door is? Thank you. That that totally makes sense to me now. Yes, that will actually that you'll be you'll see that it'll be that um, little sliver that you see at the bottom of the mural up top. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Great. And that'll be right. Yeah. So you'll be it'll be visible from the street. Great. Any other commissioner comments or questions? All right, seeing none. Um, thank you again so much, Molly, for that presentation. Again, really excited about this whole project and how it's going to change that neighborhood. Thank you. Yeah, you're so welcome. Do you guys need anything else for me, or should I go ahead and jump off? Um, any other commissioner questions for Molly? No, I think we're good. Thank you so much, Molly. Okay, thank you for your time. I appreciate it. All right, seeing no other commissioner discussion or questions or comments, we'd like to call for public comment. Is there any public comment on item number four, the 2530 18th Street project? For those joining in person, please proceed to the public comment podium and fill out the public comment information card. We're currently on item four. As a reminder, your time will start when you begin speaking. You'll see a visual timer and receive a 30 second audible warning before your time concludes. And there's still no public in person, so public comment is closed. All right, I'm reminding commissioners again to say your name after you respond to a motion, and I would like to ask for a motion. So moved, Commissioner Schneer. Commissioner Hakimi, second. Thanks, commissioners. All those in favor say aye. 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 All those opposed say nay. The motion passes unanimously. Okay, we'd like to ask Commissioner Beltran to join us. I took advantage of JD stepping in, so I think motion. <laughs> <laughs> I sneaked in. Got it. Can't. Yes. Uh -huh. We just do. Usually nobody else does. But happy to have somebody else jump. <laughs> We're being served. All item five. <laughs> Never. Never. All right. Uh, now that Commissioner Beltran has joined us again, I'd like to call item number five. Item num number five is the SFAC Galleries 2024 Main Gallery Exhibition. 
We have a discussion and possible action for the director of cultural affairs to approve the artist honorarium in the amount of $2,500 to Kimberly Acebo Art. Arteche. Arteche, thank you. $2,500 to Miguel Arzabe. $4,000 to Daniela Rivera. $2,500 to Trina Michelle Robinson for the research and development of artwork for the SFAC Galleries exhibition in the main gallery on view May 16th through August 4th, 2024. Yes. I'd like to introduce Director of Galleries and Public Programs, Carolina. Aranabar Fernandez. Did I say it correctly? Yes. Thank you. Uh, good afternoon, commissioners. I'll be presenting a spring 2024 exhibition at the main gallery. I'm so thrilled to share the spring 2024 exhibition at the main gallery, Cheje, a four artist exhibition, including Kimberly Acebo Arteche, Miguel Arzabe, Daniela Rivera, and Trina Michelle Robinson, curated by Carolina Ranivar Fernandez, me. Mm -hmm. <laughs> the exhibition. <laughs> yes, the first one. one. <laughs> I'm really excited. The exhibition is inspired by Aymara sociologist Silvia Rivera Cusicanqui's epistemology as decolonizing practice of Cheje. An Aymara word that seeks to embrace the coexistence and contrary of contrary and complementary natures. The show delves with plural histories of migration, reconnection to ancestors through different practices and ways of being. About the artist, Kimberly Acebo Arteche is a Bay Area-based educator, cultural worker, and interdisciplinary artist. Their work explores the hybrid cultures formed by technology, movements of immigrants in America, and the way movements through space and spaces have been affected by these two. They explore the impact of colonialism on self-identity and found art as a way to reconnect to, to the indigenous Filipino traditions, Acebo Teche, and many other Filipino Americans have been separated from. Miguel Arzabe is a Bay Area-based visual artist that makes colorful and dynamic abstractions, weavings, paintings, and video. It's, he starts by finding outdated beauty in paper ephemera from art shows, modernist paintings, discarded audio recordings. These are methodically analyzed, deconstructed, reversed engineered, drawing inspiration from the cultural techniques and motifs of his Andean heritage, Arzabe weaves the fragments together, revealing uncanny intersections between form and content, the nostalgic and the hard edge failure and recuperation. Daniela Rivera, interdisciplinary artist and educator, considers her responsibility to challenge the construction of stereotypes or categories that discriminate, isolate, and violently, violently define the identities of others. Her work delves with ideas of displacement, memory, and cultural migration to celebrate difference and reject categorization. 
She builds, paints, and draws spaces that invite us to be vulnerable together, where she hopes to celebrate difference and cultural exchange throughout shared authorship. She focuses her attention on the, on the migration of cultural objects, narratives, practice, and myths. Daniela says, I am a part of a symptom of a blurry cultural boundaries performing on a stage of vernacular cannibalizations. Then Trina Michelle Robinson, a San Francisco based visual artist and educator that explores the relationship between memory and migration through film, print media and archi archival materials. She wants to get to the root of lost memories, especially in the relation to migration, whether the move, move forest or initiated by the surge of new opportunities. She says, we all have a migration story in our bloodlines. She studies the fragments of memory and, purpose, and repurposes them in the lives of her ancestors and the catalysts behind her artwork and their stories are woven into every detail. Thank you. Thank you so much, Carolina, and congratulations on your curated show. <laughs> We're really excited. Everyone there. <laughs> <laughs> yes, and I, I know we always get sent uh, the reminders. Um, just a reminder for that either. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, we, we would love to. Uh, <laughs> Thank you, uh, Ralph Remington, Director of Cultural Affairs. We would love to see more commissioner participation at the at the gallery openings because they do such a great job, and and so few commissioners attend, unfortunately. So it would be great if folks could come and see our our exhibits, and especially this next one, uh, Carolina uh, will curate because, as you know, or may or may not know, uh, when Carolina was brought on, she inherited um, Meg Schiffler's you know, year, and some, some people may not know that. And so sh the, those were all mostly, you know, Meg's, um, you know, curation. And this season is the beginning of Carolina's, and this is her first show that she'll actually be curating. So, so thank you so much, and we look forward to it. Oh, great. So is the opening on May 16th? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Okay, I'll put it in my calendar. I'm on that. Uh, we do our openings from six to eight usually. Doors open at five thirty. Oh no, they open at they open at six. <laughs> and thank you for that reminder, uh, Director Remington. I think you know we always look for opportunities where we can celebrate together, and this is such a great opportunity. Um, um, opening up to further. Um, yeah, uh, Commissioner Schneer, just a quick question. Um, as the artists develop their works, are they going to work together um, or like more separate, but just talk through you? How, how are you going to kind of set that up? So we're working, uh, I'm working individually with each artist, but in conversation with all of them about what everyone's working on. So the pieces will be in conversation with each other throughout the show. Um, most of the artists know each other at this point, so it's really exciting. Okay. Thank you, Commissioner Schneer. Um, any other commissioner discussion questions, comments? All right. Uh, Looking forward oh, to it. Looking forward to it. Thank you. Thank you, Commissioner Kimi. And thank you again, Carolina. Really looking forward to it and future shows to come. Thank you. Thank you.
All right, I'd like to call for public comment. Is there any public comment on item number five, the SFAC Galleries 2024 main gallery exhibition? For those joining in person, please proceed to the public comment podium and fill out the public comment information card. We're currently on item five. As a reminder, your time will start when you begin speaking. You'll see a visual timer and receive a 30 second audible warning before your time concludes. And there is no public comment. Public comment is now closed. Great. Thanks, Tara. Thank you again, Carolina. Um, all right. I'd like to again remind commissioners to say your name um, after you respond to the motion. I'd like to ask for a motion. So move, Commissioner Beltran. <laughs> Commissioner Hakimi, second. <laughs> Thank you, commissioners. All right. Um, all those in favor, please say aye. 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 All opposed, say nay. The motion passes unanimously. All right, we're going to move forward to item number six, which is the temporary sculpture installation at Embarcadero. We have a discussion and possible action. Afternoon, commissioners. Uh, is it my turn to speak? Um, yeah, I'm just going to read the motion and then yes. Okay, wonderful. Thank you. So we have a discussion and possible action to approve the temporary installation of a bronze figurative sculpture by artist Thomas J. Price titled As Sounds Turn to Noise, which measures nine feet, 2.5 inches by four feet by three feet, nine inches, which will be loaned to the Arts Commission by Hauser and Worth Gallery to be installed at a prominent site on the Embarcadero determined in consultation with the port and pending port approval for a period of six months commencing late February, early March 2024 at a total cost not to exceed $40,000 from the Public Art Trust. And now I'd like to introduce Public Art Trust and Special Projects Director Jill Manton. Hi, Jill. Good afternoon, everyone. I'm sorry I can't be there in person. I just came down with COVID today, so I thought it best to stay home and um, not expose anyone. But I'm, I'm very pleased to be uh, making this presentation. Um, just to give you a little bit of background, in 2018, the Arts Commission approved an allocation of 300,000 from the Public Art Trust to support uh, staff recommendations and commission approved temporary public art projects. So we used that funding in 2018 for the Zach Ove installation in civic Center in 2019, we did the American Indian portrait projections, and um, then we did not program anything during the pandemic. So we still have an available balance, and this only uses a portion of the available balance, and there's a possibility of a contribution of funds from the port to be confirmed. Uh, this is um, a work as the resolution reads by Thomas J. Price, and it um, is a larger-than-life sculpture of everyday people, um, of, of a black person, and um, it basically challenges past norms about who gets to be memorialized in bronze. Um, the artist's work has previously been exhibited um, in front of uh, at work. One of his sculptures is, is placed in front of the National Portrait Gallery in London. The Studio Museum of Harlem has recently exhibited his work in Marcus Garvey Park. Uh, this will be the first installation in, um, on, in California. 
And I wanted to just uh, also say that our objective is in doing this is to fulfill um, to, to fulfill, well, actually to fulfill the mayor's, sorry, I'm feeling a little inarticulate today, so please bear with me because of my um, not feeling well. But in the mayor's state of the city speech uh, last spring, she stated an objective to transform the downtown into a leading art and cultural destination. Um, she wished to bring um, unique and culturally vibrant um, work to the downtown and I believe that we will be doing that and helping to achieve her objective, but with the placement of this work. And I'm happy to answer any questions. Uh, the work would be coming to us from Los Angeles from the Hauser and Worth Gallery and um, we have already had like a preliminary meeting with port staff to discuss potential sites it's not it hasn't been confirmed or approved but we're talking about an area on the on the Embarcadero uh, promenade or just adjacent to the promenade near Pier 1, which is just to the north of the ferry building. And it's an area that gets quite a bit of, of foot traffic every day and particularly during the farmer's market. And so it will be very accessible. It won't be placed on a pedestal. Um, and we, we think it will have quite a dramatic impact. This is uh, Commissioner Beltran speaking. Hi, Joe. How are you? So, so, but thank you. Yeah, thank you for you know get, getting the strength to actually appear despite how you're feeling. Really appreciate it, and all your work in um, in acquiring this um, this exhibition of this work. Can you give a little bit more context about the figure? Um. Yes, I mean, well, basically his Thomas Thomas's work um, wants to celebrate uh, the the everyday person. And as I said, he. Um, it's I think that these are based on actual people that he um, knows or but I'm, I'm just not certain about that that fact. And so when you say context, do you mean more background on the nature of the work or do you mean the um, environment in which it will be placed? No, exactly what you were saying. I, I mean, I think like you were saying, this is gonna get a lot of attention and people are gonna wonder, who are we looking at? Is this based on a real person? What's the concept behind this? And uh, I, I think I just wouldn't wanted to understand. Um, a little bit more about the concept behind the artwork and um, but, but what you were saying that it frequently is based on a real person that's um, okay. Yes, yes, that's that is my understanding in this particular piece. It is entitled as sound turns to noise. Great, thank well, you. I've, I've seen the work. I've um, not seen this particular sculpture, but in 2017, I first became acquainted with his work at the Regent's, um, Regent Park in London. There was a, a sculpture exhibit. There's an annual sculpture exhibit. And then also on a field trip that the Treasure Island Arts Steering Committee took to the Donham Winery in 2000. 19, I believe, or 2021, um, we, we saw a work by Thomas J. Price exhibited um, at the Jonam Winery. The work is beautifully executed. It's very, very elegant, and um, we're, we're excited about this possibility. 
Commissioner Hakimi, um, Jill, I hope you feel better very soon. Mm -hmm. um, I, I just wanted to, I, I, I looked at his work, it's brilliant. And I'm excited to see this. Uh, this sounds kind of silly. I, it obviously has more impact when there's few. So we're just doing one. I just want to make sure there's only one sculpture right? because I've seen his work in collective, which is really impactful. We are. Um, we are only doing one sculpture at the site. There's a possibility that another work will be available for loan, and I, um, I'm thinking about a different site. So I, I like the idea of these figures sort of appearing in different parts of the city. But um, we're still there's still a discussion regarding that. So I'm I'm not ready to present that. Wonderful. It's a it's a great um, thing that we're doing for the city. Representation is important. So thank you for doing this sort of intentional work. Uh, okay. Commissioner Woodley. Hi, Jill. Hello. Sorry. Thank um, you. Question: Does does you know, you said the work is not going to be on a any sort of platform or pedestal? Is that typically how he shows his work? Yes, that's right. Yep. That's how he shows his work. Um, and we, fortunately, the port allows us to drill into their pavement. And so we'll be able to, uh, the work will be anchored below grade. Um, in other, other areas, other jurisdictions, such as Civic Center or Patricia's Green Reckon Park doesn't allow us to drill into. So. Um, uh, fortunately, we, the port is willing to have that method of installation. Thank you. Uh, oh. uh, Jill, this is Commissioner Beltran again. So, uh, I think the other thing to think about it in mind is, I mean, that is the purpose to just be able to happen upon these and that they're not, they're of normal people, quote unquote, and they're not like on a pedestal. But they do reference the concept of the monument. The one thing that we couldn't tell from the picture is that this um, female in her jogging outfit is nine feet tall. Yes. So yes. <laughs> so when yes. you uh, you can sort of tell that just from the picture. So when people are going to walk up to her, you know, the top of their heads are going to be by her elbow, which I think is going to be marvelous. And that's that's what I meant when I said he um, kind of monument monumentalized. Sorry, to, I guess COVID affects your brain as well. But he um, creates figures that are the scale of monuments of, of everyday people who he wants to celebrate. Um, and uh, this is Mary Chu, uh, director of public art program and civic art collection. We are looking on. Um, the Hauserworth website now, and just noting that um, this is part of a figure of works that he did. Fictional bronze works are constructed from a full spectrum of amalgamated images and observations, as well as 3D scanning that took place during open call in LA in the summer, ranging from 9 to 12 feet. Multi-layer works are emblematic of boundless and unfixed identities that are leaning away from social or racial profiling, just to provide more context as to the source of these figures, which look to be fictional. Mary. That's, that's, that's good. That, that's why I was asking the commission was like, again, um, is that we want to the new monument, but also I thought it was, but the size explains it, which is. It is noticeable and that's what I wanted to make sure. But yes, as commissioner, yeah, as commissioner Beltran said, this, the figure will will tower above people. 
except Draymond Green. Yes, thank you, Commissioner. Thank you, Joe. And, and to tag on to what my fellow commissioners were saying, the fact that it's not on a pedestal, making it so accessible for the audience to walk right up to on this monumental scale at nine feet, um, I think will make it even more impactful. And in uh, kind of the thorough way where people will be walking past it, maybe walk up to it without realizing uh, right away that, well, I mean, how can you miss it if it's nine feet tall? But um, but yeah, how it will just become a part of uh, the walkway and and people passing it as you know a representative of you know somebody in our community, which is really special. Um, and we are looking at some of the pictures. Thank you, Commissioner McCoy has uh, pulled up some of the um, pictures of his work and also in relation to uh, actual sized people. Oh gosh, yeah, yeah, um, and just yeah. how impactful and monumental that will be. So that's. That's amazing for, for context. Um, Steph Curry at 6 foot 5 inches would come up to her elbow. Yeah, <laughs> the top of his hair. Right. <laughs> yeah, um, and Jill, I just want to say on, on a personal note, thank you for the work that you do. Um, I mean, you are like the mayor's uh, fairy godmother and you're sprinkling art around um, downtown as as was her wish and. And I worked with you enough now to see the amazing projects that you bring to the city that you bring to SFAC. Um, so thank you for the work that you do. Um, thank you for being with us, even though you're sick and I hope you feel well soon. And, um, you know, another an amazing a year of, of amazing projects that you bring. So thank you. Thank you so much. I, I really appreciate it. And one, one final thought that I had, I know that the Art Commission is poised to begin its work following the um, development of criteria and guidelines from the Monument and Memorial Committee. And I know that um, part of that work, you know, includes studying and evaluating what, what kind of new paradigms there would be for future monuments. So although this is not part of that, I saw that this would be kind of complementary in some way or align itself with um, new new possibilities. So, um, but I, I appreciate everyone's kind comments and your interest and support of the project. So thank you. Yes, thank you so much. Just a round of applause for yeah. Jill. Well done. Um, and I, I do want to say as well, um, I know a point has come across our table before of having um, more monuments, more statues of women and people of color and that this hits on both of those points and I think it really will um, it will affect women and uh, people of color that see it um, it's already you know I, I don't always get the goosebumps but this is one of those goosebumps uh, <laughs> projects so thank you that's exciting all right I'd like to call uh, actually check any other commissioner comments or questions mm -hmm. seeing none thanks again Jill and I hope you feel better soon uh, I'd like to call for public comment. Is there any public comment on the item number six, temporary sculpture installation on Embarcadero? For those joining in person, please proceed to the public comment podium and fill out the public comment information card. We're currently on item six. Yes. As a reminder, your time will start when you begin speaking. You'll see a visual timer and receive a 30 second audible warning before your time concludes. And there's no public comment. Public comment is now closed. Thanks, Tara. All right, I'd like to ask for a motion. So moved, Beltran. Second, Commissioner Musler. 
Thank you, commissioners. All those in favor say aye. 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 All opposed say nay. The motion passes unanimously. Thank you, Jill. Thank you, everyone. Thank you, Jill. Feel better. Thank you. Feel better soon. All right, let's move forward to call item number seven. Item number seven is the West Side Pump Station Reliability Improvement Project. We have a discussion and possible action to approve the final design of Bog Lilies, a painted mural by artist Jetro Martina, Martinez for the West Side Pump Station Re Reliability Improvement Project located at Great Highway and Slope Boulevard. And I know you better as Jet Martinez. It's okay. great to see you. Thank you. Um, I'd like to introduce project manor, manager Ariana Gillardin uh, to present the item. Ariana. Good afternoon, commissioners. Uh, I'm happy to present the final design for Fog Lilies, a painted mural by Jet Martinez uh, that will be installed on the facade of the West Side Pump Station at Great Highway and Slope Boulevard. Just a refresher, since it's been a few years since you've seen this project, uh, the West Side Pump Station is the San Francisco Public Utilities Commission's main wastewater pump station servicing the west side of San Francisco. It is located at the corner of Slope Boulevard and Great Highway, uh, just across the street from another public art project at the forthcoming Slope Plaza, uh, which you can kind of see uh, closer to the coastline there in that uh, highlighted green area. Um, uh, so, so the Slope Plaza project, just for context, um, is part of the Ocean Beach Climate Change Adaptation Project, um, a design update uh, that will be coming to VAC in early 2024. Um, so the West Side Pump Station uh, Reliability Improvement Project seen here on the east side of Great Highway is upgrading the facility, which includes the addition of a new building at the corner, you can see here. Um, the mural by Jet Martinez will be located on the upper level of the building's facade, viewable from multiple vantage points. Uh, we are also relocating a series of three existing sculptures by artist Mary Fuller. I'll show you these images in a moment. Um, these sculptures are part of the Civic Art Collection and were originally installed at the corner here, uh, right at the, the corner of that building, the new building, and they will be moved roughly 50 feet um, uh, away from Great Highway um, into a landscaped area just below the new mural on the north side of the building. Um, the nearby Ocean Beach project by uh, artist Mark Bausasaki will be located on the west side of the highway at the site of the new public plaza, just for context. So today, just to be clear, we're just looking at the final design for Jet's mural, um, but I wanted to convey just how rich with public art uh, this area will be in the years to come. So here's a view of the original Westside pump station. And uh, here's the improvement project with the addition of a new building at the corner at the site of both the mural and the fuller sculptures um, on the far, far left side of that new building. Here's a quick glance at the Mary Fuller sculptures uh, entitled Earth, Air and Sea and some views of the pump station pre-construction. Um, and he here are the uh, uh, 
public art project goals that uh, JET responded to, uh, creating artwork that will beautify and complement the architecture of the building, enhance the building's connection to the site by reflecting SFPUC's mission of providing high quality, efficient and reliable water, wastewater and power services to the city in a manner inclusive of environmental and community interests and have visibility and presence from a distance. So here is Jet's conceptual proposal entitled Fog Lilies, which was approved by the full commission on June 5th, 2017. Um, I'll let him elaborate in a minute um, about his proposal, um, but in this, he described the, the artwork as inspired by the natural beauty and simplicity of the calla lily, a flower found throughout California and pre prevalent in the Sunset District of San Francisco. Uh, the mural design is meant to integrate the elegant curving lines of the calla lily into the sophisticated rectilineal architecture of the new pump station building. Uh, the design will feature colors that not only accurately represent the flower, uh, but also evoke the often cool and overcast environment of Ocean Beach. So these are the two walls highlighted in green here um, that Jet identified for the mural in his conceptual proposal. This is the north and west facing side of the new pump station building. And there um, is the final design. <laughs> presented to you today, uh, the mural has expanded to wrap around the south wall of the building. So original, getting bigger. Um, so a closer view, here is the north-facing north wall visible from Sloat Boulevard. Here is the west-facing view, uh, west-facing wall um, seen from the Great Highway. And here's the south facing wall as also seen from the Great Highway if you're heading north. Um, and also it will this side will be highly visible from across the street at the new plaza um, where we have um, Mark Balsasaki's artwork going in uh, forthcoming 2028. So in October 2022, we conducted a mock-up test uh, for the durability and color palette of the paint product. Um, it is a silicate-based silicate facade paint primer in one and a very common and popular product for outdoor murals, both in the Bay Area and nationwide. Uh, the paint mock-up, which is located on the site of, this, of the pump station, has held up perfectly for the past 14 months in the harsh marine environment. You can see in the first photo documentation from October 2022 that the paint was a little darker when first applied, um, but once dry, the color lightened thoroughly to match uh, the artist's intended color palette. Um, the facade walls have been prepped with a smooth concrete finish product called Wonder Fix, uh, which we, we also tested here in the mock-up. This product evens out any inconsistencies in the wall's concrete formwork and ensures a smooth texture to receive the paint. And the mural will be finished with a permanent protective top coat product. Um, the mural is at a relatively low uh, is at relatively low risk for vandalism because it is not easily accessible. It's pretty high up, um, but if it does get graffitied, any markings should be removable from the slick top coat surface simply just with warm water. 
Um, we have also coordinated with SFPUC to conduct a cleaning test on these products with a low grade pressure wash to ensure that the mural will last as long as possible and continue to look fresh and clean. We feel very confident about the selected products. And finally, um, we are seeking uh, VAC approval today for the final mural design, uh, which uh, JET plans to install or paint at the pump station uh, this coming April. So uh, I'm delighted to introduce JET Martinez and have him say a few words about his concept, his design process, or uh, anything else he wants to share about uh, this project. So thank you for joining us. <laughs> yeah, thank you. Um, and first, thanks to everybody who's handed this project through the years, including Mary, uh, who's carried this flame all this time. Um, it's kind of cringy to hear my own writing from <laughs> years ago. But um, yeah, essentially my concept at the time was I, my work isn't very, um, it's a very narrative, but I do, I, I do imbue my work with a lot of meaning and intentionality, but I don't really like to beat people over the head with like, this is what I'm talking about. Um, so my approach to this project was to create something that kind of like spoke to purity and spoke to like cleanliness and, and those types of things. And I do go out to, I would go out to the sunset a lot um, when I lived in the city to take pictures of, of calla lilies in the park. So that's what I, I relate to it. Um, and there are patches of calla lilies all around this building as well in normal times. Um, at the time, I this was a bit of a deviation from my work because I was doing a lot of very rainbow, very a lot of this work is inspired by Mexican folk arts, and so I was putting a lot of color into this work. Um, and this was a bit of a tangent, um, and it started. And at the time, I designed this piece to be very like monochromatic, very subtle, um, and it was a standalone. And in the years since, I've kind of picked up this thread again, and especially over COVID, I've been drawing a lot of color out of my work, um, kind of. Kind of talk about being in a state of not a, not in a state of loss in an emo kind of sense, but just like that idea of like it's still here, but kind of not not really there, and and exploring what color actually means, and inserting color again, um, kind of in a way of like you you appreciate as as you appreciate joy more when you're not in joy. You know what I mean? So um, I'm starting to introduce color back into my work um, in a place of of drawing it out of um, out of my work. Um, not necessarily again, not necessarily to be emo, but I think that like, I think I've a lot of my work in many ways, it felt very celebratory, even when I wasn't feeling very celebratory, you know, I was feeling a little bit more like, you know, a lot of problems in the world. Um, as I'm kind of starting to come around circumspect to it, I, I'm starting to feel that like, there is a lot, there is room for subtlety. Um, and so that's, that's kind of what this piece is going to be about is very subtle feeling. I mean, if in, in my eyes, even this, this contrast is a little bit strong and I might tone it down a little bit because I, in doing some pieces like this, it's actually a really good thing that there was about a seven year gap between getting it and doing it. Because honestly, I've, I've done a lot more bigger projects. I, I feel a lot more confident handling a wall like this. It's well within, within what I'm able to do. And I think that there's a lot more meaning and intentionality in this work. Um, and honestly, like my designs are better. I'm, I'm, I'm better at, like my flow is a little bit better and i think that um the time will will will, will reflect on this but what i really like this to feel like is almost like uh, a relief on the building itself so these colors are very subtle but i want it to kind of feel like it's just subtly shadowing in and out of the building um so it's not to necessarily like um i want it to last you know sometimes i think that pieces that are very like 
blah in your face. Once you see it, then you've seen it, and then that's all it does. But subtle things, I think, kind of they sneak up on you, you know, like on a cloudy day versus a, a sunny day. And so I'm kind of like hoping to play on that, that kind of thing, that it'll last 40, 50 years and still have the same, you know, same hit as it did back in the day. Just like when you see like some calla lily motifs in buildings, especially in some of our like bigger buildings from the golden era of San Francisco, you know, you see these kind of floral motifs and you're like, wow, they still they'll still really hold up, you know? So I'm kind of aiming towards something like that that has a, a type of permanence, you know, to it. Um, yeah, and then um, we talked about the third wall because I, we were having a Zoom and I went down there by accident, um, but it was a good thing. Uh, and so I'm standing there and we're all on the Zoom and I was like, like, is there anything that stands out? And I was really, that third wall stood out. Coming coming from the, um, from the lake side up, up, you really noticed, and I was just, it would just be like, wow, we're just kind of cutting this off. Cause at one point we actually wrapped around, there's four, basically like four of those concrete sections and we had wrapped around to one and it just was a real teaser. It was kind of like, why, you know, why I would, if I came around, I would be like, why did they not just finish that? You know? <laughs> and so to me, that just seemed really obvious and, and it's well within budget. Every, all the materials are there, everything, you know, like the, it's just continuing a process. So it seemed like a natural thing to, um, you know, ask for that extra side. Um, yeah, um, does anybody have any questions? Or... I'm also just going to mention we have, I believe we have Blair Randall from SFPUC yeah. on the line. Blair, you don't have to say anything, but if there's anything you want to share, um, I invite you to do so. Thank you so much. Uh, thank you. Uh, commissioners, um, thank you, Jet. Thank you, Ari. Um, again, my name is Blair Randall. I'm the Arts and Education Program Manager for the SFPUC, the dedicated liaison to the Arts Commission. Um, we're just so thrilled that that um, that you that Jet you hung in with us for the very long timeline of our capital projects, this one especially. Um, and we're really, really excited for this to be in conversation with Mark Bausazaki's piece across the street. So it's just going to be an incredible piece. Um, and it speaks to the environmental mission of the SFPUC in a really poetic way. Um, you know, as as we strive to um, make our system work better, look better, smell better, um, we will also try to kind of make visible the often invisible infrastructure of water power and sewer. And I think having a piece like this on this particular, you know, wastewater pump station uh, is a really powerful, meaningful message. So just want to thank um, Jet for this incredible work and, and for the commissioners for, uh, for your guidance and Ari for stewarding this project at the end. Thank you so much. Thank you, Blair. So uh, this is Commissioner Beltran. Hi, Blair. It's so nice, always nice to hear you. And um, also, Jet, thank you for being here. Um, I was on the original selection panel of this, and thank you for your patience. It has been a while. Um, I wanted to make just a couple of comments, and one is that I thought it was interesting that you started your narrative with, I don't really write, you know, I don't really make work that has narratives. And I have to say, I'm glad <laughs> that you, that your work isn't of that style because I don't, um, I have enjoyed your work all over the city for many, many years. Um, I was unfortunate to have to go to SF General Emergency to help a friend, but I was fortunate to see your work there. <laughs> and no, it's okay. And, and because it's the first thing you see is that gorgeous mural. And I thought it was really interesting that you were talking about color because in that case, as 
anyone who knows going into the SF General ER, it's a it's a beautiful um, sort of tapestry of looks like cross stitched and stitched flowers of all these colors. And I think it's it brings joy to a space that desperately needs it for the people who go through those doors. So in that case, it was entirely appropriate and it will, you know, it continues to to be to really um, change the whole mood of that place in the most positive way possible. Um, as for this piece, I'm also glad that you have a more muted palette because it, first of all, it totally, as Blair was saying, it totally reflects the environment. It's very rarely sunny and bright and colorful <laughs> along that stretch. I've, I've been, I've been, <laughs> I have driven hundreds of times and it's the palette of that environment. And so in that case, you know, it, it, it is perfect in terms of that subtlety and that also um, will sort of call attention to the people who see it to, to also be hyper aware of you know the beautiful landscape that isn't always necessarily in saturated colors and across the street mark bosasaki's pieces are giant rocks also with grays so there's a great compliment there in terms of them working together and i'm more, so thrilled that it's now going to be the entire wall so thank you uh this is uh commissioner schnair um yeah Jed, um it's it's interesting too because then used to some of your more colorful things. And I think uh, you did the wall mural over by foreign uh, cinema that, for Brie Larson yeah. up there. Yeah, and that was just really fun. I really loved that one. Um, so the same kind of thing, you know, there you need that burst of color and everything else. And here, the, the colors here and your motif, I love the calla lilies. I love when they bloom early in the spring. It's just the best. And, um, you know, to see that there and the colors just work so well with, I mean, we're both, <laughs> both uh, uh, Commissioner Ferris and I are, are longtime West Side uh, residents. So we know, yeah. <laughs> we know, and it's, um, it's great to see that. And also what I particularly like is the fact that with what, with the new, um, project with the pedestrian walkway and everything else coming up and seeing it from the south side as well there is just i mean that's going to be fabulous because that's where everyone's going to be walking back and forth coming up from the lake and so i love the fact that you've wrapped it around and um i really i i think it's all going to be absolutely wonderful and i thank you for your vision on all that and i'm glad you missed the zoom and showed up in person <laughs> yeah <laughs> thank you uh, Commissioner Musley, thank you, Judd. That was really awesome work. Um, I do want to say it reminds me of um, of Sea Ranch, uh, which is the incorporated architecture into yep. nature. And this is uh, I grew up on Slope. Oh, you did. My mom still lives there, so I'm there almost with my dogs all the time. Um, and also, this is like the Times Square of Great Highway. You know, and then, and then you, you, it's true. I mean, it's of Great Highway, right? Um, well, I'm saying you, you could have easily gone the other way because it is kind of such a corner. Yeah. But the fact that you went with a subtlety, I think yeah. it really blends the whole thing. And I can, especially with the daytime and the fog and the sun and all that. So great work and really thoughtful. Thank you very much for that. Thank you. Good to see you. 
Um, I'll jump in now. Yay, Deb Martinez. <laughs> Yay. Um, I am so excited that your work is making it to the west side. And, uh, you know, like all of our commissioners, we have seen and appreciated your work throughout the city for years. Um, and when I first saw the, uh, you know, the subtle tones, it was so contrasting to your really bright and vibrant work. Um, but to echo what all of our commissioners are pointing out, how it fits in with the architecture and the environment is perfect. Um, I am a West Side resident. Uh, I actually live in what used to be my grandmother's house, and there are calla lilies that have been there since uh. I was a kid. Um, and I just recently made a point of like, we can't touch the calla lily. Uh. <laughs> it's you know one of those flowers that proliferates in the sand out there, and not. Not all plants do, and they really, really are a part of that um, neighborhood. So, so tying that in is is huge, and it also makes me think um, of Georgia O'Keeffe's calyx and the timelessness of, uh, you know, of of those flowers mm. and how they really are um, appropriately placed um, mm. where you have them. So, thank you for that. Yeah. Um, and. Um, I also just wanted to mention too, I love that Mary Fuller's uh, pieces are going to be standing yeah. on site in, in conversation with both your work and Mark, uh, Mark Sasaki's work um, and all of them in that kind of muted gray color palette. And I do want to say we do get sun out there, but, <laughs> you know, oftentimes we don't. And so it will definitely blend in with the thick fog that we often get. But even in the sunshine, um, how those colors, the subtle colors uh, will pop. So, so thank you for your work. I'm really excited that uh, you're a part of this, this project and, and thank you Blair for uh, making sure that we decorate uh, that corner, the Times Square of the Great Highway, um, <laughs> because it will be um, a, a place that a lot of people will, will gravitate to, especially when we close off um, that part of the uh, um, highway so that it can become a thoroughfare for people to walk and, and hike and uh, you know it, it maybe will become even more of a destination uh, commissioner Moosley. Um, so thank you and I'm really really excited to have your work on the west side. Thank you and thanks for mentioning Georgia, Georgia O'Keeffe. I, I didn't really talk about this in the proposal because it's a little bit weird but for me it's, it's Diego you know it's Diego Rivera and yeah. uh, the, the paintings about work you know about women gathering these flowers and carrying them in large baskets was was in there, but it was hard for me to tie that concept into the idea of purity and and you know and and but in terms of like um, artistic inspirations, you know that's that's where I was coming at it from. That's awesome. Yeah, and I can definitely see that mentioning that. Yeah, yeah, it makes a lot of sense. All right, well, thank you guys uh, for your comments. Are there any other commissioner comments, questions? And seeing none, thank you, Jet, and thank you, Ari. I realized I added an H at the end of your name, and I apologize for that. Um, so thank you both for uh, for the work that you did. And yeah, really, really excited to see um, this this go up. And when is this going up? April. April. Ten days. <laughs> and please let us know also when the opening for that is. Definitely something I would love to attend. All right, um, no other questions or comments, then we would like to move to public comment. Is there any public comment on item number seven, the West Side Pump Station Reliability Improvement Project? Uh, there is currently no public in person, so public comment is now closed. Great, and I did actually have one more question, and I know it's after it being in process for however many years, 
why not the fourth side when adding the third side? Well, it, it, you can't really see it. It's like the fourth side is uh, top of a hill and then drops off to the parking lot at the zoo. So yeah, you don't really, you don't really see it from there. So oh, okay, yeah, that would be wasted. So I'll I'll add to that too. There's a high um, uh, fence on that side that kind of closes off the property, and on the other side of the fence, there are some really tall, dense trees. So, like Jeff said, it's just really not very visible on that side. There's a staircase as well. Or something like that, right? mm -hmm. Good to know. Yeah. Thank you. All right, uh, with no public comment, then I'd like to um, ask for a motion. Commissioner Beltran, so move enthusiastically. Commissioner Schneer, second, also very enthusiastic. Thank you, commissioners. All those in favor say aye. 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 Those say nay. And this motion passes unanimously. All right, let's call item number 8 item number 8 is the Southeast treatment plant construction fence. We have a discussion and possible action to approve modalities and motifs 2023 a temporary artwork by Afatasi the artist as installed on the Southeast treatment plant construction fence along Evans Avenue between Rankin and Phelps street. I'd like to introduce program Man manager Jackie von Treskow to present the item. Hi, Jackie. Thank you, commissioners. Good afternoon, Director Remington. Um, yeah, so I'm really excited to be here today. Um, two months after you approved Afatazi's final design uh, for her project on the Southeast treatment plant construction fence um, to show you images of the work as installed. Yay. Um, as a quick refresher, I'm sure you're tired of hearing about this at this point, because we bring it back all the time, but uh, uh, this construction fence is located on Evans Avenue between Rankin and Phelps streets. Um, it's uh, a construction fence that's been up since the beginning of the uh, renovation and reconstruction of the Southeast wastewater treatment plant plant headworks facility, which is in its final phases actually uh, should be wrapping up later next year. So you will also see in some of these images uh, um, a little bit of a preview of the installation by Nori Sato that's going on uh, the facade of the, of the headworks facility. Um, but um, for Afatazi's project is the fourth in a series of one year long installations along this temporary construction fence. And so this is the culmination of this program uh, and really was excited to work with her and see her work produced at this scale. Um, so as a reminder, um, you know, the, this uh, final design for Afatazi's banners was approved in October uh, by this body. Um, and as I scroll through the photos of the work installed, I'm just gonna read through um, the, um, the text that is on the sign that is both signs that are posted on site so you can get a sense of of the information that we're making available to folks who are in the area and looking at the artwork. Um, so Afatazi the artist is a member of San Francisco's only shrinking demographic. Her work is informed by her deep concern of the continued population decline of her community, affirming them through mixed media textile, metal and research based artworks that are used as vehicles of disruption, exploration and future dreaming. Um, Afatazi's mural measures 500 feet in length uh, and is monumental in scale. It features a series of motifs that are deployed as a mode of visual storytelling, highlighting various facets of her community's experience, history, and cultural identity. 
The distinctive patterns that repeat across the background of each mural section seek to honor Afatazi and her community's unique lineage and history, both locally and nationally. Deep appreciation and respect for their ancestors, elders, and architects of freedom. Continued fight for human rights in the United States. Black American culture and, a beauty, created, and beauty created under extreme duress. And the understanding that everything in the past, present, and future is connected. Displayed along the length of the mural are excerpts from Afatazi's ongoing series, Afro Block Party, featuring pop art style portraits of various art historical, pop culture, and local personalities, reinterpreted as cartoon characters with different Afro hairstyles. Um, we've included on the signage uh, for this artwork a QR code, um, which folks can scan and access um, a more in-depth and extended narrative um, of, um, to, that will provide more background and information on the meaning behind the individual motifs um, featured in uh, each of the murals, sections of the mural. Um, this was a really exciting installation. Um, Afatazi is very well connected to the Baby Hunters Point community. Um, and uh, while we don't have a formal opening uh, for any of these projects due to the location along Evans Avenue, a large number of community members and friends and family of Afatazis did come out uh, to celebrate um, the installation, including uh, past mural artists um, Nancy Cato and Malik Sinefru. So it really was um, a celebration <laughs> uh, in the street um, and celebrating Afatazis' um, uh, installation, which is the largest drill that we've done on the fence uh, as part of this program and has received a lot of great um, feedback and attention from the community and uh, looks great. So I hope you all have a chance to go out. Um, can't miss it if you're traveling down Evans Avenue on the way to Southeast Community Center, you will see it. Um, so that concludes my presentation. I just wanna make a note as well. Um, so the banners will be replaced every few months to keep them looking their best. Um, when these first round of banners do come down, um, Afatazi is going to keep all of them. She's going to use them as a fabric or textile for her work. She's going to create um, uh, clothing and textile works from these banners, which she will be um, uh, exhibiting in a sort of impromptu fashion show, uh, TBD, next summer. So you'll get information on that when it's planned. Um, and then we're also planning on doing a sort of wrap party. Uh, for this program uh, next fall with all of the project artists at the Southeast Community Center to really ce celebrate their contributions to this project. Um, since they did, couldn't get a formal opening, we wanted to celebrate them. And so we'll be doing that at, in the fall of next year when um, when these when the fence comes down and when the banners comes down to celebrate their work. So uh, uh, Commissioner Schneer, quick question for you. Um, we were just talking about the fact this has been such an incredible project all the way through and the art that's been produced for it has been amazing. Um, maybe either at the Southeast Community Center or even perhaps here, uh, Carolina, uh, might be a possibility to try to put something together to show the breadth and depth and, and integral community aspects of what I think is a really unique and, and amazing uh, series of projects that we've done here. I, I, I want to have a way to, to be able to show it to more people and let them see the totality of what this is now that it's nearing the completion. Yeah, that's okay. a thought to throw out there. I have no idea how it would work. I will say the PC is well produced, um, really great short videos. 
um, for each of the projects with each of the artists, um, which I think we could probably put together into sort of a compilation and do a screening of that as well. Um, they're, they're available on the SFPUC website and we've circulated them when they're available. So there will be one for Afatazi as well um, when she was she was interviewed um, for this project and they do really great videos. So, um, and I think Blair from PUC, PC is on the line as well. Blair, you're welcome to raise your hand if you want to say anything about yeah, the Blair, we just probably <laughs> throw that out as one more thing for you to do. <laughs> Thank you, Commissioners. Uh, Blair Randall from the SFPUC, Commissioners and Director Remington. Um, I, I, you know, I really want to just take a moment to really applaud and thank the staff of the Arts Commission. You know, several years ago, we came to them with this crazy idea of like, instead of having somewhat, um, somewhat bland construction information on this fencing, could we instead do a temporary art mural? And it, and it was the ingenuity of the Arts Commission staff that really took this project and made it alive and real and thriving and important. Um, so just huge, huge thanks. And as Jack and Jackie mentioned just last week, Evans Avenue is turning out to be really quite an art avenue, you know, starting from what will be um, in some number of years, 2000 Marin, going down to the Forensic Building, then Headworks, and then 1550 Evans. So Evans Avenue is, is going to be a destination. Um, but this project in particular just is just another um, example of the great, incredible work that the Arts Commission and the PUC have been able to do in concert, um, just working really, really closely together. So just big thanks to the staff of the Arts Commission, Jackie and Mary. Thank you so much. Yeah. <laughs> Yay. Thank you, Blair, for the partnership. It's really the partnership that we have with PUC is really, it's really fruitful. And you can see that um, in the artwork that we have been able to commission with them. Yeah, here, here to that point. Um, commissioners, any other comments, discussion, questions? Um, commissioner I, Hakimi, I can't wait for the opening of the fashion show. <laughs> Can we please have that on the calendar? Because yeah. really, that'd be awesome. That'd be awesome. Details will be shared for sure. <laughs> yeah, and I second that. I had actually written before you and uh, mentioned that is um, I know that she had talked about using them as textiles after and really wanting to see what she does with them. That will be really exciting. Also, you mentioned how they'll be um, replaced to keep them fresh. So she'll get extra yeah. um, material that she'll yeah. get worth with, she'll worth with, which is also exciting. Yeah. Um, 2,000 square, 2,000 feet worth of <laughs> textile at the end of this. I mean, when you look at these pictures and you think of how the length of these, how extensive mm -hmm. that is, mm -hmm. um, and how that really does brighten this neighborhood. And thank you, Blair um, and SFPUC, for having the vision of how can we beautify these otherwise plain fences that would have not been beautiful for the neighborhood to have to look at for years as this project was going on. And instead, you know, look at the amazing work that came out of this. It's, it's, and again, ooh, goosebumps. Um, I was fortunate enough to be the commissioner on these panels and thank you, Jackie. It was really exciting. Again, one of these panels where we can pick multiple artists because it sometimes is so hard to pick one, but for this, we were able to pick multiple uh, amazing artists. Um, and I think the, the impact of representation can't mm. be overstated. Um, being able to see yourself in artwork, um, especially in a city like ours is, is is special and it's important that we're doing the work that we're doing in any neighborhood, but especially in neighborhoods where, um, you know, the demographic of African-American people is shrinking in the city. And we wanna make sure that they have representation in art and young 
um, people of color growing up in this city can see themselves in the artwork that is commissioned by our city. It's important. And uh, this is such an amazing example of that. All three artists did such great work. Yeah. Um, and, you know, I'm so appreciative as uh, a San Franciscan uh, that you guys did this work and they did this work and that SFPUC offered this opportunity. Um, and yeah, and I'm so excited to see what she does with these after. I know that's come up with some of the art, other artists is like, what happens to these after? And, you know, the, uh, the mention of how they do get weathered and how they'll be up for so long. So maybe, you know, they wouldn't be presentable for after, but how, um, Afatasi really embraced that and, and knew that she wanted to reuse these as a textile and a fabric and, and work with them. So. It's really exciting um, to see the last artist go up. Um, I hope too that SFPUC, I'm looking at these gray buildings, reminding me of the Times Square of um, the Great <laughs> Highway and how potentially, um, you know, these will also have the opportunity uh, for future murals potentially. Um, and thank you for showing the, um, the I don't even know what to, how to describe those, but the panels of color because those are going to be staying up. Yeah, that's that's the, the ongoing installation of the Norisato installation on the facade. So it's just begun a couple months ago. So. That, that's a permanent piece. Yeah. yeah, yeah, it's a permanent. Yeah. It's a permanent. Yeah. Which is fantastic. Yeah, and they go so beautifully together. Um, and I love uh, your suggestion, Commissioner Schneer, and I don't know about the opportunity of this, you know. Being a possibility to happen, but. Yeah. You know, thinking about how long those panels are, like, how can we wrap City Hall in them? Or how can we, you know, um, there's got to be more fences. Gallery or <laughs> put up fences. <laughs> um, you know, yeah, how can we uh, bring these to other parts of our city so people can enjoy them? Because um, unless you're down on Third Street, you might. So thank you again, Jackie, for this work. Thank you to the artists. Um, it was such a pleasure uh, to be on this panel and get to. Uh, you know, help be a part of this process. And, you know, another amazing example of the work that um, SFAC is doing, the staff is doing. And as you mentioned, Mary, the collaboration with SFPUC, um, at least in my experience so far as being commissioner, has been um, so like productive uh, in terms of bringing beautiful art to our city. So thank you, Blair. Thank you, Jackie. It's um, any other commissioner discussion, questions, comments? All right, seeing none, then I would like to call for public comment. Is there any public comment on item number eight, the Southeast treatment plant construction fence? There is currently no public in person. So public comment is now closed. Thank you, Tara. All right, then I'd like to ask for a motion. So move Commissioner Beltran. Second, Commissioner Schneer. Thank you, Commissioners. All those in favor say aye. 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 All opposed say nay. This motion passes unanimously. Yay. Yay. All right, let's move forward to call item number nine, the Pier 27 Cruise Terminal. We have a discussion and possible action to approve artist Anna Teresa Fernandez as per at and proposal for the Pier 27 Cruise Terminal Public Art Project project as recommended by the artist review panel. We also have a discussion and possible action to authorize the director of cultural affairs to enter into a contract with Anna Teresa Fernandez for an amount not to exceed $136,000 for the design, engineering, fabrication, transportation, and installation consultation of an artwork for the Pier 27 
Cruz Terminal Public Art Project. I'd like to introduce public project manager Marcus Davies to present the item. Great, thank you. Good afternoon, commissioners. I'm uh, excited to present the results of the Pier 27 Cruise Terminal Artist Review Panel. Um, the review panel met last Friday, December 8th, to review proposals from the three project finalists, David Brooks, Ana Teresa Fernandez, and James Shen. After careful consideration of the proposals and insightful discussion, the panel recommended uh, approval of Ana Teresa's proposal for the project. Just offering some project background, the Port of San Francisco's James R. Herman Cruise Terminal at Pier 27 was built in 2014 to host cruise ships year-round and double as an indoor-outdoor event center on non-cruise days. The terminal is located on the northern waterfront of the Embarcadero between Chestnut and Lombard Streets and is accessible by private vehicle, public trans transit, and on foot. In collaboration with the Port and the Bay Conservation and Development Commission, the pedestrian entrance to the plaza that you see here outlined, the circular outline, uh, to the south, uh, to the plaza south of the existing historic Beltline building was identified as the preferred public art zone. On August 15th, the project finalists met with the project team and stakeholders on site for a project orientation, the first one that I was able to hold per personally for quite some time since COVID, so it was exciting to meet with the artists in person on site and was very fruitful in my opinion. Um, the project goals as developed with the port and BCDC, that's the Bay Conservation and Development Commission, included the following points as highlighted in the approved project plan, RFQ, proposal development, and panel process. Just top level, these are the project goals that inform the process moving forward. Anna Teresa's selected proposal is for an artwork made of colored polycarbonate panels framed by steel tubing. Yes, sorry, I'm a little loud. Mareas, meaning tides, captures light, color, and reflected form as projected across the plaza in changing light and weather throughout the day. Its colors and form recall rainbows, water, light, and light at sea, and the piece offers contrast to the scale and dominance of nearby architectural features. It invites interaction and offers a welcome, uh, welcoming to cruise passengers and casual pedestrians alike. Ana Teresa's materials are akin to those used in the ubiquitous Muni shelters, uh, including the one right outside the window here, and may offer similar durability, although further development of the artwork's connection at the ground plane will be required to ensure protection against skateboarding and other general wear and tear within the plaza space. This is a little, this image is a little faint. Uh, I'll walk us through it. The arch will stand almost 15 feet high by 24 feet wide in its span and seven feet across. You're looking at, I guess, at the top is a plan view, um, and there's a side view and a front and back view there to the lower right, giving the full dimensions. Here are Anna Teresa's preliminary sun studies showing the shift in shadow casting throughout the day and the artwork's reach into the larger plaza space. And that was a real asset that the panel felt that this artwork offered was, um, it's although it's small in scale compared to its surroundings and some of the other um, proposals that were considered. There's an intimacy there, um, and the artwork really is able to stretch via that shadow casting and the, the, the light casting um, into a larger space than its actual footprint. So that really served in its favor. Um, I want to thank you all, Commissioner Snare, Mary, thank you for your, for your time on the panel, and happy to entertain any questions if you have any. Great. Thanks, Marcus. What a pretty work. All right. Any um, 
commissioner comments or questions? Uh, commissioner Schneer, I just wanted to say uh, from the panel, it was really interesting because the other two uh, finalists were much more monumental in scale and stuff. And as we started talking about the interaction and the playfulness of this, and a lot of what Anatolisa had um, thought about and 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 worked on, um, we just kind of really several of us really gravitated to this this as a different way of doing things. There's so many monumental pieces along the Embarcadero, and something that's more intriguing, playful, and and draws you in. And that you can walk under and around and enjoy that way was one of our thoughts about it. And the other thing that I thought was really interesting is, you know, in terms of systemic bias that can happen, the other two projects were the presentations were much slicker than Ana Teresa Fernandez's was. And we kind of reminded ourselves at the end look at the concept and the thought of what the artist is proposing as opposed to being drawn into really slick presentations. So um, I thought that was really helpful uh, for everyone to kind of sit back and say, wait a minute, you know, remember this part of it. So um, I thought it was very Great point. Yeah. Yeah. Thanks. Commissioner McCoy here. Um, I, this is a, I really love these, um, this piece. It's, um, um, some of the pieces, like we think about the pieces, like Chase Center, the interactive pieces that are in public. I mean, you can think about the Bean in Chicago. All of these pieces, I think, are you know, when we have uh, art can engage people. Um, definitely add value, especially in spaces where we have high tourism. I'm just curious. You saw, you showed a lot of pictures of the art, um, different during different times of day, mm -hmm. uh, mostly on the sunny days. But our days are mostly overcast. So, what does that feel like? Do you have any um, representations of what that art can feel like on our gray days? So is there still a a cast or an image? Mm -hmm. you, you bring up a, that's a great question, and no, I don't have any material. I'm only able to show what what Ana Teresa has offered in her proposal, so I don't have any renderings of that. Um, but but you can assume there will be a number of days throughout the calendar year, right? That we don't that we aren't seeing this this um, effect as shown here. Um, in high bright sunlight. That said, I don't think it diminishes or entirely diminishes the the impact of the artwork within the space. I think it's still enjoyable as in its form and its presence in the plaza. Um, and I still think it will have a draw. Um, when the weather is nice, it's often very nice down there, um, at least sunshine wise. It's cold, but sunny. Um, so I'm hoping that, you know, I think everyone is hoping that on on nice days and sunny days, it more than makes up for those days that the weather might be. And I'd be curious to see if there's any like material or anything that we could, you know, I'm this is well above my <laughs> my area of expertise, but to have something that could translate on San Francisco is not necessarily a mostly sunny mm -hmm. area. Mm -hmm. So, you know, it's just uh, mm -hmm. something yeah. that, you know, materials yeah. or anything that we can think about that may yeah. translate on to our, that may suit our climate. That is a, a great point and well received. It's in everyone's best interest for the team to explore how to possibly maximize the impact of the art. To your point. This is, uh, oh, Commissioner Hakimia, thank you. Um, so, as most of you, uh, I think all of you know, I'm Iranian. So, um, part of Iranian uh, architecture, ancient architecture, is very much glass within, we're actually known for that. And I really appreciate it because I've been in spaces with lights and glass and how 
it's not just a place, just welcoming. It makes people in, in, engaged with, with the with with that. It really is memorable. So I'm I'm glad that we're doing more of this sort of work because um, it really makes a difference. So thank you for this. Was a very thoughtful piece of work. It's great to hear. Thank you, uh, Commissioner Beltran. And and I just wanted to make a couple comments. One is that. Um, on Pier 15, you know, not that far down the Embarcadero, there's actually a couple of interactive sculptures by the Exploratorium, right. including the Leo Villarreal, which is full of color, including the chairs that you can sit in and talk to each other. And so this is a really nice complement mm -hmm. to that interactivity. You know, the Exploratorium obviously um, features those kinds of public art interactions, sculptural interactions. So this is a perfect sort of journey for pedestrians who are walking down and then they come across this, which is great. The other thing I also wanted to mention is that um, I'm glad that it's cited where it is because then it's, even though it's, you know, supposed to be for Pier 27, uh, it's also adjacent to that park, which is actually used quite a bit for public presentations, concerts. Uh, um, um, was yes. kind of a glimpse of it there? Yeah, there's yeah. a large green. Right. Raised by about three steps. That's maybe a five foot grade there. Yeah. Yeah. There um years ago, uh when I was I guess I, when I was um president, um the the outdoor concerts by the symphony during the summer mm. um used to be on that park. Mm. And so at, you know, I, I actually remember meeting Michael Tilson Thomas for the first time <laughs> when I had to like introduce one of the concerts, which was hosted a free concert on that park. Mm. And I noticed, you know, subsequently that quite a few public events mm -hmm. use that park. Mm -hmm. So it's not only an attractive site for Pier 27, um, which is used less frequently, but also just for the general public whenever there are public, um, you know, wider demographics of families attending. So, yeah, I appreciate that point. I think that the port is really working out post COVID or post lockdown to, to figure out how to best activate the space. Um, and you can see this Beltline building that's just south of that that yeah. circled zone. That is a historic building, really lovely, the terracotta tile and the stucco facade, right? Um, and that is, I, I think, an RFQ is going out sooner than later in the next year for uh, activation of that space, um, some kind of cafe retail. So the, with outdoor seating that we've accommodated in the siting of the uh, the artwork. So the, the, the space is going to continue to fill out and find... Um, more and more use as, as this project proceeds. So I like did to be a part of that. Thank you, mm -hmm. Marcus. I did have a um a comment adding to um Commissioner Hakimi's it's not glass though, it's polycarbonate. That's that's correct. Yeah. That's right. Mm -hmm. And because the, the wave has mm -hmm. kept up for twenty odd years and hasn't lost its um you know it hasn't faded and stuff. So we felt pretty comfortable. We did have a long discussion about all this about the polycarbonate and that mm -hmm. it would should hold up well. And the point I brought up about maintenance this is actually the of the perfect um image here. Um we and I've already been in conversation with Ana Teresa about the need for this, raising that up yeah. off of grade. So you're the way it's going to terminate is not as shown here. We need to kind of, yeah. we need to find some solution that should a rogue skateboard or anything right. else uh, crash into it that it's not catastrophic so in, in that that will come back to you all during the design development process mm -hmm. great any other questions any other commissioner questions or comments 
Um, I had a couple of questions. Is there any consideration of lighting at night? We had we had discussed that and it would be lovely, um, a lovely addition, although our budget is not able to bear that. And let's see if it's shown in this plan view, not really, but throughout that plaza area, this this is this is well lit at night. So we're hoping to capitalize on some of that available ambient and existing lighting. Okay. Yeah, there's there's mm -hmm. there's several uh, uh, light posts that are along the way there that definitely will help to illuminate it yeah. at night. Yeah. Okay. That's great. And then um, I'm sure you guys have talked about cleaning because I imagine the oh yeah polycarbonated is going to need it. Yes. <laughs> so is there a regular cleaning schedule? Not in place currently, but the the need for that has definitely been discussed. Okay. And, and coming up with a, with a maintenance plan and identifying the correct materials for graffiti abatement and ensuring that those materials uh, and products are employed, employed correctly. So yeah, the detailed maintenance plan will be a part of the you know, further development of this process and this project. Okay, that's good to know. Mm -hmm. And I, I'm not as familiar with the polycarbonate. Mm -hmm. Is that something that people can carve into? It can be etched and then, it, and Allison, feel free to, it's gone under a, a material review. It, yes, <laughs> short answer: yes, it can be etched. It can be buffed to the to what degree? Means unknown. So potential for buffing and polishing. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I think this is something we do want to explore further during, the, as Marcus yeah. said, the design development phase. Um, just so you know, we mm -hmm. can be. Um, we can know that we've addressed the materials sufficiently in order to make sure that it's something that we can maintain. So it will be something we will, and we already talked to Anna Teresa about it during the, during the panel itself, we addressed it and it sounds like Marcus talked to him. So it's something that we will look at during design development. And, and while, while we offer, and based on Anna Teresa's proposal, while we offer the Muni stops as an example, not necessarily apples to apples and that we don't entirely know what the maintenance schedule of those bus shelters looks like and how often they're maintained and 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 you know it is largely out of reach whereas this is not so yeah I think we're 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 kind of approaching this clear eyed and need to resolve some things before we implement in that regard mm -hmm. that's great just yep. to kind of know what you're in for as Absolutely. Yeah. it might come up and and what will it look like and, and this this was thoroughly this, this discussion is already yeah, taking place and we'll continue. Awesome. Great. Thank you, Marcus. All right. Any other commissioner comments or discussions? Commissioner Belton, I forgot to make a comment on that. I appreciate deeply appreciated Commissioner Hakimi's um, note that we shouldn't always be swayed by slick presentations. And it reminded me of the fact that was it yours? Yeah. Okay, your <laughs> don't forget me I love I love the credit. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> but it reminded me of the fact that, like, um, the company that was really well known for its slick presentations of its business was WeWork. <laughs> I adopt that, but I, I wasn't me who said that. <laughs> yes, and that was a good point. Thank you, Commissioner Schneer, for bringing that up. And that is something we should keep in mind going forward in all panels is the presentation does not necessarily mean the final product of the merge. All right, uh, seeing no other commissioner comments. Oh, Mary, did you oh, have no. a comment? Okay. Um, no other commissioner comments or questions. I'd like to call for public comment. Is there any public comment on item number nine, the Pier 27 cruise terminal? 
There is currently no public in the room, so public comment is now closed. All right, uh, then I'd like to ask for a motion. So move, Commissioner Beltran. Second, Commissioner Schneer. Thank you, commissioners. All those in favor say aye. 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 All opposed say nay. The motion passes unanimously. Great. Thank you, all. Marcus. Yeah. Striking piece. All right, I'd like to call item number 10, the Hertz Recreation Center. Um, we have a discussion and possible action to approve construction document and final design deliverable by Sanjay Vora for the Hertz Recreation Center Public Art Project. I'd like to reintroduce project manager Marcus Davies to present. Great, thank you. Remaining at the table, I'll be presenting uh, Sanjay's design development and construction document phase milestones for the Hertz Recreation Center. The Recreation and Park Department is partnering with Mercy Housing and Related California to construct a new recreation center slash gymnasium at Hertz Playground, which is a site located within John McLaren Park. Um, they're kind of at the southeast corner um, next to Kaufman Pool on Han Street between Sunnydale and Visitation Avenues. Oh, there, thanks. So let me just highlight it here if you are unfamiliar with the area. So there's Kaufman Pool. And this kind of little boot heel sticking out here is the site of uh, Hertz Regression um, Center, an adjacent building, which I'll mention in a, in a second here and show an image of. The new recreation center is designed to fit cohesively within the existing park uh, landscape and a new community center campus with childcare services and recreational facilities. The vision for the overall project is to be an inclusive, safe, friendly family and youth focused place for neighborhood residents and visitors. So just a few notes here. So this is the actual uh, rec center um, that's being built. This is the entrance, the south facing entrance here and or sorry, right here. And Sanjay's work, which we'll get to in a minute, will be located on uh, this facade here. The adjacent building is um, a project that's uh, being called the hub. And it's a larger kind of uh, community space. So this is uh, Visitation uh, Avenue leading you up and over the crest of um, McLaren Park and the hill there. Um, this is Sunnydale Avenue Avenue taking you up into the, the, the housing um, in these kind of circular loops that just sit above the project site. <laughs> Pardon me. So in June of 2022, Sanjay Vora's uh, Sanjay proposal for the project was selected to address the southeast corner of the rec center facade adjacent to the building's front facing office and meeting room windows and main entrance. Sanjay's artwork will measure just shy of eight feet high by 10 feet wide and is composed, uh, comprised of 80 alternating mirror polished stainless and porcelain enamel tiles. The work forms an experiential and interactive experience celebrating and reflecting joy and play. <laughs> the painting uh, reproduced in the porcelain enamel tiles will be created to scale in order to capture Sanjay's brushstrokes in great detail and convey a handmade quality. He will be paint, actually painting the source material um, in a one-to-one -one scale. The work forms an experiential and interactive experience celebrating and reflecting joy and play. Oops, sorry. Uh, the painting reproduced in the porcelain enamel tiles will be oh, created to scale in order to capture Sanjay's brush, brush strokes, um, like I mentioned. Um, the intersecting tiles will be individually mounted to a mild steel framing system, screwed to rails attached to dedicated metal, uh, metal blocking provided by the building. 
uh, here, this kind of rail system that the framework and the um, tiles will bolt to. The steel framework will be treated for weatherproofing and will have drilled weep holes to prevent pooling water. Um, I want to call everyone's attention. I have a, a actually really fantastic um, sample over at the table. Feel free to wander over why I continue to talk. Uh, that is an example kind of a proof of concept of that framing system that will bolt to these rails that are then connected to the building. And then um, it's an example of the mirror polished stainless tiles and the intersecting uh, ceramic uh, or sorry, porcelain enamel tiles. That will show um, Sanjay's painting. The porcelain enamel tiles, uh, if you can look behind it and I'll answer any questions in just a second. Uh, what's that? It's it's really nice. Yeah, I was really pleased when I picked it up yesterday. Uh, so the porcelain enamel tiles uh, will be mounted to the framing by three threaded studs, which you can see on the reverse there, welded to uh, the reverse of the tiles, allowing for hand tightening, uh, a locking nut connection by reaching actually through the framing as it's hung. And then the stainless steel uh, tiles will then be set in place with a 3M marine grade adhesive, which is reversible via high heat application if there is damage to any of the tiles um, and they need to be removed. So once the heat is applied to the stainless tile, that pops off and then you have access to the bolt connection uh, to the enamel uh, or the porcelain enamel tile if that needs to be removed. So it's a pretty uh, simple and elegant construction. A lot of thought went into that. And uh, the slight gap there, um, uh, will that's shown, what's is, oh, sorry, Mark, is representative of the uh, the um, the gap that will be seen in the finished work. Um, and also of note is the very careful and thoughtful rolling of the edges. Um, Lex, kind of right where your hand is, you can feel how rounded, or at least on the sides, you can feel the rounding of those tiles, and then. Um, the uh, the smoothing of their points, so they really are they're they're friendly to the touch. They will be separated um, from the viewer by about two feet of planting um, with some vegetation. So it's you're, someone wouldn't readily walk up to the piece, but if if it invites some kind of tactile exploration, it is safe and and also uh, resilient as well. Um, just as a quick note, uh, while you're looking at the, the sample there, uh, the imagery included in the sample is taken from a, an existing studio work, so it doesn't necessarily represent the, the finished artwork. Uh, the final imagery will be higher in resolution and color saturation, and it won't contain uh, that intersecting diamond pattern that you're seeing. That is that is just a reproduction of a piece that Sanjay had on hand in his studio. And you'll also, as, as blown up one-to-one -one from the source material, uh, the, the color will be deeper and um, of note, the brush strokes that you're seeing there will be much more pronounced and visible from a distance, which will again, give it that kind of handmade, hand-built quality while also maintaining a kind of an architectural integrity and a, a, a real kind of slickness to it as well. There's a nice balance between the, those two approaches. So that said, I'm also happy to entertain any questions you may have about this project. Thanks, Marcus. Yeah. Thank you, Chair Ferris. Um, wow, spectacular um, job, Marcus. Thank you. Um, you just a really quick. Oh, <laughs> oh it's all Sanjay. Oh, that artist too. The artist also. <laughs> the um, Sanjay. The um, the one comment I would make is the point of the stainless steel mm -hmm. needs to be. It looks like it's a little bit sharp. I think we can we can further refine yeah. that as needed. Absolutely. And that will be tile by tile by tile. Right. Looking at that, right. feeling it. Yeah. Yeah. Fine tuning it. So um 
as Marcus knows, I was on the selection panel for this. Mm -hmm. um, and uh, we actually had a really tough time, I remember, um, with who was going to get it. The, the scores were pretty close. And one of the uh, one of the concerns was that the original imagery that Sanjay had sort of proposed um, that I remember, vaguely remember, was very photographic. And, and we, you know, didn't want it to look like sort of a photo collage and that mm -hmm. sort of thing. And he's just done an outstanding job in terms of it's not going to look like that at all. They're, they're going to look like they almost look three dimensional in terms of that mm -hmm. tile. It's, it's just spectacular. Um, the other thing I also wanted to comment, because um, it wasn't mentioned um, in describing the piece, but one of the delights of this piece is that it's he's actually tapped into portraits of the community mm -hmm. but then as the community who is using the center uses this they see themselves in the mirrors so their portraits become part of the artwork which i thought was one of the like most brilliant concepts behind it mm -hmm. um and and that it's live and interactive in that way mm -hmm. that they see other people's faces and then they walk up to it and they see their own faces and their own bodies so that was i think one, one of the real selling points of this work and the sample just, I mean, it's going to be amazing. So great work. Great. Thank you. Yeah, and I just want to point out that the central imagery here, which you can, you can make out as, is just absolutely kind of universal and immediately legible and recognizable as something you see every day in a park and play space. So I think it's, that's, that's really clever and was resonant with both the, the, the panel, the clients, and I think ultimately the community that gets to enjoy this. Thank you, Marcus. Any other commissioner comments or questions? Um, and so if I understand correctly, there's no like grout or anything that's going to be between the tiles. They're free floating. In that's correct. Okay, yeah, that's, that's great. Mm -hmm. And just to point out, although I'm pretty sure, as you mentioned, this will be addressed tile by tile. Um, so the one, uh, the stainless steel example that we have there mm -hmm. where that meets the other tile is actually still a hard edge, but you're saying all that will be sanded. It'll be they're rolled and then we can address it further as needed if something's identified as being a hazard again these are you know these are all cut individually so we may have a one-off that needs more attention than another one or you know an issue that's identified early in production that we address as we go but yeah you know safety and security or safety security maintainability and overall enjoyment of the piece are the priorities here so yeah right awesome um, and even though it looks like a uh, mirror stainless steel will mean it's going to be much more sturdy and not easily breakable. That's right. Awesome. Yeah. Okay, great. All right. Seeing no other uh, questions or comments from commissioners. Thank you so much, Marcus. Thank you. Um, I'd like to call for public comment. Is there any public comment on item number 10, the Hertz Recreation Center? There is no public in person. So public comment is now closed. Thank you. Thanks, Tara. All right, I'd like to ask for a final motion. So move, Commissioner Beltran. Commissioner Kimi, second. Thank you, Commissioners. All those in favor say aye. 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 All opposed say nay. The motion passes unanimously. Yeah. Thank you, Mark. Congratulations. Thank you, everyone. All right, I'd like to call item number 11, which is the staff report. And I'd like to introduce Civic Art Collection and Public Art Program Director, Mary Chu. Thank you, Commissioners. I have some announcements. 
so some RFQs that are open. The Potrero Yard Modernization Public Art Project, the deadline has been extended to Monday, January 22nd of 2024. And we also have two other open calls. The RFQ for the Street Smarts Mural Program, which is open until Friday, January 19th of 2024. And also an RFP for existing large scale sculptures uh, for Patricia Green, which is open until the end of January of 2024. Um, so if you know of artists that might be interested, please do send send them over to those um, RFQs. I also did want to bring up um, legislation that is being proposed to the Board of Supervisors, and this is a request to um, amend the planning code to eliminate the percent for public art, specifically for 100% affordable housing um, projects. And uh, this comes from a uh, state, um, it's a state report, the California Housing Community Development, um, which had a number of requirements, listed a number of requirements for San Francisco, and one in order to uh, facilitate the construction of affordable housing in the city, and one was specifically to uh, remove the public art requirements for 100% affordable housing. So we are in uh, coordination and conversation with the supervisor's office regarding this legislation. Um, it's already, um, there's been some comments on it um, at the Board of Supervisors meeting earlier this week, as well as the Land Use Committee. Um, and so we are doing some more fact-finding and just wanted to let commissioners know that this is taking place and it'll probably go to the board in January of next year. Uh, finally, I just, because this is the end of year, I really did want to extend my deep gratitude and appreciation to our public art and collection staff. Not everyone is here, but to all of their very, very hard work that they accomplished this year, the thoughtfulness that they bring to their work and the attention and detail, none of what you see here could be possible without the work of the staff. So just really wanted to take a moment because it doesn't happen that often to really appreciate um, the work that they have all done. So thank you. Of course, to our commissioners as well for all of your support and your encouragement along the way and to our leadership, to Director Remington and to Lex and, you know, really appreciate all of your support and really looking forward to another really incredible year of doing, you know, really meaningful, thoughtful work for the city and really supporting the arts in our city. So thank you, commissioners. And to Public Art Director. <laughs> Very true. <Thank> you. Yep. <laughs> And Thank if I you. can just say on that note, um, Mary, the way you've stepped into the role, and I know uh, with Susan having been here 30 years, it must have been daunting in a lot of ways, and, but you have done an amazing job and you Thank have you. been such a support to the work that we do. So thank you. Thank you for the work yeah, that you do. And Ralph, same, same, you know, you know, stepping into the role and taking it off running. Um, it's really appreciated. So thank you guys both. Thank you to the staff. And, you know, it's not lost on us that the amazing work that's done here is because of you all. So thank you.
All right, any other commissioners uh, want to comment or questions about the staff report? Amazing year. So thank you. I feel very proud to be a part of this uh, this group. So so thank you. We should all be very um, proud of the work that we are doing together collectively for our city and our city is a better place for it. Um, all right. Then not seeing any other commissioner discussion or comments. Thank you again, Mary. Thank you. Uh, I'd like to call for public comment. Is there any public comment on item number 11? Thank you. Item number 11, um, staff. the staff report. Uh, there is no public in person, so there is no public comment and public comment is now closed. All right. Thank you, Tara. So let's move forward to call item number 12, which is new business and announcements. This is an item to allow commissioners to introduce new agenda items for consideration to report on recent art activities and to make announcements. Any commissioner um, discussion comments? Yes, Commissioner Hakimi. I just um, I didn't get a check. Carolyn left the room, so I wanted to um, make a comment about the our gallery. I had the honor of going to Transcending Physicality uh, opening last month. Uh, was my first one, uh, and I, I just want to say again, it makes a difference for us to show up to these spaces as commissioners. I think part of our responsibility is actually show up. So if we could do that more often, I, I encourage all of us. I'm gonna I'm gonna try doing it. I, I you know as much as I can. I, it was really was awesome. It was awesome to see the people. It was awesome to see the staff, and I really appreciate. Just let them know that you know. Uh, on that note, I wanted to also recommend because I I was looking at our calendar. Um, I know we have a market tomorrow at the uh, over here, which I'm gonna stop by. But I wanted to ask uh, if we can put these on our calendars, it would be awesome. If you can, like, you, you know, the opening of the galleries, because I think it's every two or three months, if I'm not mistaken, um, it'd be really helpful because then I can remember to show up. That's, I know that we talk about it every month at the meetings that we have, but it just so much happens in my life, I forget. But if it's the calendar, it might be, a, might be great if, it can, if that's something that can happen. Just wanted to propose that. And I'm gonna thank Caroline again, but she's gone, so please. Extend my appreciation for her work. <laughs> um, Commissioner Beltran, I also wanted to echo um, Commissioner Hakimi's comments that uh, it's it's amazing to be able to celebrate the work in person that our commission does. You know, not only at our meetings but the openings, and um, I sometimes because my email is so full just miss them. Um, so it would be great, I think, perhaps. Uh, and maybe we can talk to Carolina about this, like the month that an opening is happening, that we make that part of the announcement just so we can put it on our calendars and make sure that we're aware um, for sure. It, and it, I was just actually searching once once you said, please show up. I was like, okay, when's the next one? Is it January 24th? Is, is when's the next gallery opening? <laughs> I thought I know well, May is so Carolina's first show, but I think there's one in between. Two months later. So go ahead. Um, hi, Lex Life, Deputy Director of Programs. I uh, I will ask Carolina, I'll pass along this note to her, but I did want to make note that on January 11th, the gallery and public programs team in partnership with the library has an artist residence artist in residence reception and that is 
um, I, I don't want to get her name wrong, um, Tana uh, Lunsford Links, I believe. Uh, there was a recent article and um, about her work uh, and I will share it with you and also um, either Carolina or I will share information about that event, but it's January 11th and I think it's probably around five or six. That'd be great. Thank you. <clears throat> and do we know when the next opening is for the next gallery show? <laughs> Off the top of my head, I don't. I could Google it right now, but um, I can also just follow up with you after this meeting this week, though. Okay. We typically will, uh, Ralph Remington, Director of Cultural Affairs, uh, Arts Commission, uh, we typically uh, talk about it at the full commission meetings. And um, and if it's not at the full commission meetings, it should be in the newsletters uh, that, you're, that you get from COMA. Uh, so hopefully that's not going to your spam. And uh, <laughs> so just uh, flag those newsletters so that uh, you, you're able to access them because all of the information should be in that. For sure. There is also um, Lex Lifeite. There is a screening tomorrow night, Earth Sea film screening in the main gallery. Um, that will be at 6 p.m. And that's on the Arts Commission website calendar. We do work to keep that calendar about, you know, at least a month ahead with public events so that members of the public can easily find those on the Arts Commission website. Thank you, Lex. Yeah, and that's always your best bet too if you go to our website honest to goodness uh it's really hard to i just don't mean it in a it's just my life personally i there's no way for me to look at that many stuff i go and pop the calendar if there's a way for the commissions to just the commissioners um just us to know what's happening because i'm sure not all of us show up to everything not all of us can but you know some of the stuff are really personal like the one i went to was actually i have to admit it was personal to me because there was iranian artists in there that's really why i got inspired to go uh, so that that's going to happen too. There are going to be things that we we relate to, but not not all. But it'd be great if few of us show up. But whatever, way, I, however we can work it out. I'm not. I don't want more work for the staff. Please don't get me wrong. That's not what I'm asking. <laughs> it definitely is more work for the staff. So I appreciate that you acknowledge that, and um, and it is it is a balance at a time when um, you know we we are hearing how much work is already on their plates. So. Um, I, you know, we'll take we'll take this back and think about you know how to find that balance so that uh, so that you can celebrate the work of the staff and these have these moments all together, but that staff work is managed. And and the easiest place again, it really is the is the website. You know, if you go to the website, the calendar is on the website. That's a month before it's 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 there. Mm -hmm. And so what we'll what we'll be cognizant of is that. Um, at our full commission meetings, um, we will make sure that it's in announcements um, for the following month so that you'll know what's happening or the current month if it, if it coincides. So you'll know, you know, at least from the full commission, between the full commission and the website, without additional staff work, those are the two places, right? So the full commission and the website itself. That, that'd be great. Yeah. yeah. One more. One more addition from our director of communications, Komate, uh, who just informed our team that you should get calendar invites to your SFGov email. That's the one I was through the agency-wide um, invitation 
invitation. So um, that's what I was actually talking. Let me clarify. I was asking if on that calendar because I was okay. looking at it right. I went on to look at it right now. Mm -hmm. And you have the market for tomorrow, for example. Mm -hmm. I was just saying if that can be on our that that's a calendar. Right? The SF Gov. SF Gov. Not on you know not not to go okay. ahead and send us invitations, but I think they put it on there. But if our, okay, I was looking and we're not having any of the other ones in there. But the main one really for me is a gallery. The openings. That's right. The rest of the stuff. I just want to, the gallery openers are, I think it's important for us to. Thank, thank you. Yeah. I'd want to clarify that. That's Because yeah, the galleries are the one thing that we actually produce, yeah, exactly. that we actually present. Since we don't have a performing arts presenting calendar yet, that hopefully one day we will <laughs> have a presenting and producing calendar. But, but outside of public art openings in the community, the gallery is what we do. And then other than that, it's grant making and working with artists in the community. So. The one thing that the, the one things that we the tangible things that we actually produce are the public art in the community in our gallery spaces, our community galleries on the pub, in the public atmosphere in the public sphere. And we produce uh, the stuff that's in our galleries um, that's here in City Hall. That's the, that's the that's the only thing that we do now in the future. We're going to have presenting season, producing season. We're going to have all of that performing arts. But right now it's just the visual arts. So if you could. If you guys could just show up to that, that would be great. That's 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 what I'm. When possible, when possible, yeah. If it could be on our that chat. Because your schedules are. Of ours, then maybe we we can keep. That's what I'm asking. I should clarify. Because your schedules are so busy, yeah. we we get it. Everybody's got jobs here and demanding jobs, and so um, we totally get that. So we do understand that as well. So to, just to, don't think that we're not knowing that you guys are busy because we know you are. So. And I, I want to appreciate, I really would love to have a month in advance of stuff that's happening because what happens by the time we come to our uh, committee meetings, it's happened or it's happening this week and it's just too late to coordinate. So if we can do monthly report and part of our report, maybe things that are coming up, we should pay attention to. Thank you. And just to clarify, so in the newsletter that Coma sends out, um, does it include the link to the events calendar as well as a list of the events that are upcoming is that correct it includes events that are upcoming but i will um i'll check on whether there's a link to the website calendar and a reminder of that thank you great and then the events calendar that's on our website includes all of the openings whether they're um, part of our commissioned pieces or stuff that's in the gallery all of that's on there is that correct i don't know if it's Everything, but I know that it's as many things as 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 we know is going on, right? Uh, Coma tries to include in that. I'm getting pinged all over the place from my staff because I can't read at the same time when I'm talking. So, so, so we should probably not. This is non agendized conversation, so we probably shouldn't let it go on too long. So we can talk offline. Okay. Thank you for the information and um. It would be great to celebrate these things with everyone. Uh, Commissioner Beltran, speaking of events, um, one of the great benefits and pleasures of um, being an arts commissioner is that a lot of appreciation is shown by our constituents and grant recipients. And I encourage anyone of our commissioners who gets those invitations in the mail to say yes. I recently said yes to going to, to an invitation from Melissa to go to um, the Hollywood, excuse me, the gay men's, um, San Francisco gay men's chorus holiday spectacular. 
and was given the royal treatment and and it was amazing they they sat us um like four seats from the front on off the aisle and when i arrived the usher said oh look there's a box of chocolates for you, thank you. <laughs> like, yes and a card and it was just a, a beautiful thank you card to the arts commission for the support that we give to the san francisco Men's course and i mean and besides that the it was one of the most joyful lovely enjoyable brilliant concerts holiday concerts that i've gone to it just you know was fantastic and i know that we get these invitations you get them in your box to go to these performances, either, whether they're from the Game Men's Course or community arts groups or the symphony. And I encourage you all to please go and, and show your support in person again for our constituents. Because um, Thank you. It's one of, one of the huge benefits of being a commissioner as well. Thank you for your comments. Thank you um, for, for weighing in and, um, and uh, Director Remington, uh, any other com comments or questions from commissioners or yes. So, uh, commissioners, I just want to say thank you for your support this year, um, for your support all year round, um, what you've done, what you've been doing, what you will do in the next year. And with our strategic plan planning process coming up, I know you'll all be integrally involved. So just thank you for your support. We, we can't do it. I can't do it without you. All these folks here can't do it without you. So thank you for showing up to these meetings. We know it's a, um, it's a big gap in your day. It, it takes a lot of time to do these things. And, and then you're being asked to go to events and stuff too. So I get, I get it. So thank you. I would just want to say thank you for everything that you've done and that you are doing and will do next year. So appreciate it and have a happy holiday season. Thank you. Back at you, Director mm -hmm. Back at you, Anna. I actually love going to the events, and that's the best part of this job. Yeah, totally. <laughs> and working with all of you. So it's been an honor to serve the city and, and, like, and working with all of you. So I'm... Thank you. Did we, um, did we give our director a standing ovation? No, we haven't. No, haven't. <laughs> All right, seeing no other commissioner comments or discussion, we are gonna move forward to item number 13, which is, oh, sorry, thank you. We're not moving forward yet. Is there any public comment on item number 12, new business and announcements? There is no public in person, so public comment is now closed. Thank you, Tara. All right, now we will move forward to item number 13, which is adjournment. This meeting is adjourned. Thank you, everyone. Thank you. Everyone have a safe holiday. Happy holidays and happy okay. new year.